perspective, knowledge, and some fun along the way. This is The Truth on WTMJ. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at The Avenue, here's Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to The Truth on TMJ, 855-616-1620 is the old National Bank talking text line. But East Thomas is taking a well-rested day off, and and she's not here to tell me I'm getting old. <laughs> so, so I can't in her go. place if you want no, me to. No, that's okay. That's okay, Evan. When he's, when he's nice, he's Evan. When he's not nice, he's Evan. How's that? That works. Or better yet, your alter ego. Like if you were to shave all your facial hair off, you'd be Evan. But now he's just Evan. No, I can't say just because you're not just Evan. You are Evan. See, that's I, I hate putting just in front of things. Well, it's just a well, that, that kind of minimizes the things we do. We've got a lot of stories that are happening um, around the country, as a matter of fact. So. Um, yeah. You heard about the Jacksonville shooting and it's interesting. The sheriff provided the first details of how a white man fatally shot three black people at a Florida store happened in Jacksonville. 21 year old white male fatally shot three people in Florida with guns. He bought legally despite one being once being involuntarily committed for a mental health exam. The local sheriff in Jacksonville said Ryan Palmeter shot one of his victims as she sat in a car outside a Jacksonville store. Another just after he entered the store and a third minutes later, Jacksonville sheriff said Palmeter used the AR-15 semi-automatic rifle and a Glock handgun in the shooting. Uh, sheriff TK Waters said in a news conference, this is from APnews.com. Palmeter had legally purchased his guns, even though he had been. So when people write, even though, what, what does that mean? Like every time you do something wrong, we automatically strike you for life. I'm, I'm not for this guy. I mean, he, anyway, it, it's. And so they, they, they've repeated this multiple times. And I don't know if one has anything to do with the other. He'd been involuntarily committed for a mental health examination in 2017. Palmeter killed himself after killing the three victims and Waters identified those shot in Saturday's attack at a Dollar General as Angelica Michelle Carr, 52, who was shot in her car. Store employee A.J. Laguiri, 19, who was shot as he tried to flee and customer Gerald Galleon, 29, who was shot as he entered the store in a predominantly black neighborhood. Palmeter. Palmeter, I'm sorry, Palmeter, who lived with his parents in neighboring Clay County, texted his father during the shooting and told him to break into his room. Waters said the father then found a suicide note, a will, and writings Waters described as racist. Said the guns were purchased in April and June, and the dealers followed all the laws and procedures, including background checks, because Palmeter was released after his mental health exam. That would not have shown up on his back. Ground checks. The sheriff said therein lies the difficulty when a person grabs a hold of a gun with hateful intentions. It is very difficult to stop that. 
from happening. Shortly before one on this past Saturday, Palmeter parked at Edwards at Edward Waters University, a historically black college less than a mile. From and then in parentheses they put kilometer. Well, a kilometer and a mile are different. So a kilometer. So anyway, he parked less than a mile from the Dollar General in the Sheriff said he posted a TikTok video of himself donning a bullet resistant vest and gloves about the time that a university security guard spotted him and parked near him. He said it appeared he did not intend to attack the school. He drove off. Security guard flagged down a sheriff's officer who was about to send an alert to other officers when the shooting began at the store. Palmeter wearing his vest covered by a shirt, gloves, and mask first stopped in front of Carr's car, fired 11 times through her windshield, entered the store, went on and went on, then chased the woman through the store and fired but missed. And so it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, Republican Governor Ron DeSantis, who's running for the GOP nomination for president, Loosened gun restrictions in Florida was loudly booed as he addressed a vigil drawing of about 200 people Sunday evening. A woman there, Jacoby Pittman, said it's not about a a city councilwoman, I'm sorry, who represents that neighborhood, said it's not about parties today. A bullet doesn't know a party. And so it's it's interesting that we believe in the second amendment so much that when people die we we don't we don't really have much to say. We always want to blame it on the person. We always want to blame it on the But would that person have um, access to, if that person didn't have access to guns, would this happen? What are your thoughts about Second Amendment rights when things like this happen? 855-616-1620. What, how do you comfort a family when a loved one is killed. How, how do you compartmentalize your Second Amendment right when there are three dead people and the person said they bought the guns because they hate black people and then went and killed three black people? And then was a coward Yes, I'm calling the person a coward and killed themselves. I don't get it. I don't get it. But then what should be done? How do you curb this? How do you curb a person who goes out, shoots and kills people and then kills themselves? Where's where's the where's the uproar in the community?
black, white, Hispanic, Asian, I don't care which. Where's the uproar? People say they don't believe in racism and they don't they think racism has subsided. But you've got Buffalo, New York, and Jacksonville that clearly shows mass shootings and killings of black people by whites. And your answer can't be, well, black people kill black people and black people kill white people. We're only talking about and we're isolating this that happened in Jacksonville. 855-616-1620, old National Bank talking text line. I'm interested in knowing exactly what you think about it. Welcome back to The Truth on WTMJ. You're listening to The Truth on TMJ. You know, it's 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 funny. I expect man, that was quick. <laughs> it was it, it was it was it was funny. I did not expect anybody to call. And let me let me check. I didn't expect anybody to text. You know why? I hate to say it. I hate to say it. I'm a fairly open-minded guy. Um as a Christian, I Staunchly in the middle, leaning a little right because of my Christianity, but I'm still an African-American black male in Milwaukee and in the world. So there's some things that are that that resonate with me. I didn't figure anybody would call. I didn't figure anybody would have the temerity to 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 discuss. And and I'm not blaming anybody. I think, you know, the guy's clearly deranged, but he's actually racist. And he admitted it that he didn't like black people. And then he killed him. How could he be so young and be so messed up unless his parents either didn't watch after him or his parents caused it? Think think about that. We always are quick to say in the black community in Milwaukee, oh, my gosh, those black kids are driving crazy and doing stuff and killing each other and all that. It's because of parents. Well, what about this? You have a young man, what, 21 years old, who leaves a note and a will. I don't know what he has, what's going to leave somebody. And he's going to kill somebody. And he says he's going to kill them because they're black. This community always has something to say when black kids or black people kill black people or when black people kill white people. Look at what broke out in Waukesha County unfortunately, during that parade. That was unconscionable. He should have been put under the jail as he was, life in prison multiple times. But yet, the, 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 the white community tore up the radio, TV, social media, everything they can find about how terrible it is. And, and it just reinvigorated and refueled all the negative stereotypes of black people. But then when a white kid does it, crickets. Nobody has a word to say. Nobody's even denouncing it. It's terrible. It's wrong. That's why Sunday morning is the most segregated day of the week. Black people go to black church. White people go to white church. Hispanic people go to Hispanic church, Asian. And every now and then you get a mixture. But by and large, most churches are not integrated they're mostly one race which is okay 
I have no problem with it. We serve the same God. I hope. But to not have a comment on something. To not denounce something that's clear and present speaks a lot. And I hope somebody proves me wrong. 855-616-1620. I hope someone says it's unconscionable and it's a terrible thing and it never should have happened. And we got to do something about racism, not white supremacy, black supremacy, nationalism, all that stuff. I'm just talking about strain. I was about to try, trying to say two words at one time. Straightforward racism. Admit it. It's not like somebody said, oh, my God, he's a racist. He said something or interpreted or misinterpreted or what. He told people, hey, dad, break in my room. Look at my stuff. I am targeting wokeness. Think about that. So when DeSantis gets rid of black history, it's unfortunate because much of the white history is not written to include things that happen to everybody. It's rah, 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 predominantly white. And then black people did some things and there was slavery, but it's over. And we mistreated Japanese and we mistreated the Chinese and we mistreated the Native American. But yeah. Let's skip past that and talk about the greatness of George Washington and Harry Truman and Ronald Reagan and who were great in their own right. But there was so much more and so many other people who did great things for this country. And it's unfortunate that historically we can't show the greatness and the power of the black community and what we've put in this country, what we've given to this country, what we've created in this country. And I don't mean just building stuff. I mean, inventions, all sorts of things, electronic traffic signal, the refrigerator, all those things that we use every day in passing. But then the flip side to that is you've got this, 21-year-old Palmeter kid who decides he don't like black people. There needs to be a candid conversation about racism from everybody. From everybody. You got Buffalo, New York supermarket. You got the Charleston, South Carolina, AME, African Methodist Episcopal Church. You've got people who when, in, when was the last time you heard of somebody Hispanic or black walking in and saying, I'm killing these people because they're of a different race? I don't know. We've got documented evidence and people are pretending like it really didn't happen. No, we're not really bothered by it. And that's unfortunate. Buffalo, they killed 10 people. Now we just lost three people. The tipping point, before we go to break, the tipping point with George Floyd, right? The tipping point with George Floyd, enough was enough. What do you think will happen next time? 
I mean, if 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 the African American community reacts like this with white people with with well. And so I had a question on my show the other day, and I'll ask you the same thing. Will racism ever end? Will it? Will it ever end? Before we go to break, talking text line eight four one four five eight eight said, Dr. Ken, what happened is terrible and wrong. Did you not hear that this nut was in a mental institution? No, he was not in a mental institution. Don't do that. Stop blaming something else for something when white people do it. Do you ever blame? And I'm, I'm not blaming you, four one four five eight eight. I'm just using it as a. Don't don't blame mental health when white people kill black people, but when black people kill black people or white people, they're just evil. We have mental health issues too. Funny, it never comes up. So, don't do that. It's 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 the same as. I listen and watch white people blame fentanyl for overdose deaths. It's not the fentanyl's problem. It's the actual person who took an illegal drug and committed a crime. They bought an illegal drug. That is a crime. In some cases, a felony. It just happened to be laced with fentanyl. Don't blame the fentanyl for them dying. They killed themselves. Lay the blame where it is. But for some reason, the white community never quite lays the blame at the foot of the person doing it. They always have a one-off. Well, it's got to be the fentanyl. No, it's not the fentanyl. The fentanyl might have killed them physically, but they committed a crime, got the pill that then had another illegal substance in it. The pill itself was already illegal. When Ron DeSantis brought up the fact some kid took one Percocet and it was laced with fentanyl. Hey, knucklehead. Where did he get the, the, the Percocet? Because we know it was illegal. And we're not dealing with that in the white community, and that's why so many people are dying. The flip side is that when you're an athlete and you get addicted and you don't say anything, you turn to heroin. And then you turn to illegal pills. And that's when the fentanyl kills you. So don't blame the fentanyl for you doing something illegal. That's terrible. Um... He was clearly deranged, delusional, and sick. Yes, he was. I agree with that. But I was just using that first part as an example of we, we have to stop. You know, there are evil people in this world, and we got to stop using mental illness for it unless we're going to use it for everybody, unless everybody gets a mental health screening when they get arrested. And who's going to pay for that? Your own radio station said that he had mental issues and it was in his t- no, 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 no. He didn't have. I'm not going to correct my radio station's news then. So here's here, here's what happens. In 2017, he was involuntarily committed, which which means he spent what? Somewhere between 48 and 72 hours. And they evaluated him and then they released him. You know, like they do here at mental health. Right. You have a mental health crisis. So the police show up. The MUT team or somebody from mental health unit shows up. They talk to you. They believe that you're going to be a threat to yourself or someone else. They do what's called a chapter 51 and they take you, they fill out the form and they take you to the mental health facility and they turn it over to the doctor. In many instances, before the officers finished filling out the form front and back, they've already released the person, gave them a, 
gave them a voucher for a cab or, or Uber, and they're gone. That's the real part of that. Many people are just having a bad day. This kid said he was racist. Don't, don't try to use his 2017 um, spending two or three days involuntarily committed and then released as something that, you know, oh, my God, it's terrible. I don't want to hear it. But thank you. Thank you for your text. I'll be back. 855-616-1620. You're listening to The Truth on TMJ. Welcome back Welcome to The back. Truth on WTMJ. Truth on TMJ, Old National Bank, talking text line 855-616-1620. Uh, 414-588, that was ABC News, by the way. Not me, not 620, but I'm just saying. Is that like sidestepping like the fentanyl thing, right? I mean, you saw it, but it wasn't us. <laughs> I, get, I get what you're saying. Uh, 414-416 says, do you think that the ease of getting guns are to blame at all? Um, yes and no. Uh, we have a, a, uh, I think we have a good enough system in place. I think the other system we need in place are you can't sell your gun unless you notify, um, your local police department that you sold it and who you sold it to. I don't, I don't care if people think like, like, I don't, I don't care if people, oh my God, I believe in the second amendment. I do too. I believe in the Second Amendment. I believe in the Constitution of the United States of America. I swore an oath to uphold it. However, human behavior has shown that we are not going to follow those dictates, those laws, those ordinances. So what we need to do is track the gun. And I have no problem that if you want the right to do it. Now watch this. You can kill somebody with a car. We track those. They have licenses. You have a driver license. Same thing for guns. You have a right to drive. It's a privilege. Owning a gun, it's a right to own it. Using it, it's a privilege. You need a license. And we need to make mandatory a minimum number of hours to learn how to use it. Otherwise, it's things like this are going to keep happening. To a point, I agree with you. The ease of getting guns, I would give it 10%. Because the need to defend yourself, law enforcement has it, military has it, the homeowner has it, right? It's okay. So, why not? He said, it's hate. He or she said, it's hate, plain and simple. Yes, it is. And taking away a gun is never going to take away hate. That's why I always ask, will racism ever, ever leave? I did, I did a poll on social media last Friday. They said no. It's not going anywhere. And hope doesn't work, by the way. I'm just saying. Hope does not work. And so I've got friends in Jacksonville I've been talking to, and they've been saying it's been a it's 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 been a few um, rough days. It's it's been twenty four hours of having to deal with with all the drama and all the things that are going on. 
And so when you see a security guard at a school and you see a guy sitting in a car and he's got a bullet-resistant vest on and there's something out of whack, black guy in a predominantly white neighborhood, white guy in a predominantly black neighborhood, people pretend like that's that's it's racist to stop them. You're biased. It's called what? Being vigilant. At least call somebody, and that's what the security guard did. They called. Most schools are now going to have to get either armed security or just get a police force. But I guess we got to have the same thing for stores now, too, huh? 855-616-1620. Larry said, hi, I was driving. I agree he was racist. I'm white in an interracial relationship. I see racism so much. Will it ever stop? Not in my lifetime. I agree people try to move away, but what about um, drives me nuts? I know I have white privilege. Well, not necessarily. Black people have black privilege. Everybody has a level of privilege in their community and in their culture. So I, I, would, I would suggest, Larry, you, you, you remove those suspenders of <laughs> privilege. I will tell you, we often use my privilege because of racism. I could go on and on. Things like this instance infuriate me because it's brushed aside. You don't have to respond. Just wanted to tell you I'm listening. Thank you, Larry. And one thing to consider, if you're in an, interrelation, if you're in an interracial relationship, regardless of what that person's culture is, if you go around their culture, I'm sure you have issues with privilege because that person has certain privileges, things they can say, words they can use. That's how life goes. Genders have privilege. Women have privilege. Privilege differs within genders and within races. There are some places and organizations and things that I can be in that if you're not black, you can't be in it. And that's just how life is. There are a lot of organizations. Can I can I join the Irish? Um, I think I'll be an Irish dancer. Why not? I think he got the moves for it. Wow. Really? And I'm like nine times the size of some of those dancers, but you know, eh. <laughs> I don't I don't I'm complimenting think so. your dance skills. Yeah, but you're also standing me up against the a person who weighs like 90 pounds and can move their legs faster than a plane propeller. And I wouldn't get two or three steps in. They'd be finished with the dance, (laughs) but it's, it's there, there are, there there are differences and there are things. And I, I think we need to start understanding it and embracing it and really looking at the one thing we control. That's us. Yeah, nobody says. And, oh, yes, I agree with your statement about privilege. Thanks for opening my eyes. Thank you. Um, I mean, I recognize there are there are things I've done, things I've accomplished, things I've attained that I attained it because I'm black, not because somebody gave it to me, but because I happen to be in organizations that facilitated those things. And I know if you were white, they would not allow you to facilitate it. They would not allow you. There's that there's that nagging thing in the back that makes people think that.
And it's unfortunate. 855-616-1620 is the number. When we come back, I got a I got a question about books. And then I just got to look like, books? You got to read them? Yeah. You actually have to read them. This is The Truth on WTMJ. Is that you trying to sing, Evan? Oh, my goodness. No, Man. I don't try to sing. Too. I don't uh, break people's eardrums. You're telling me that was Method Man? That's what it says. <laughs> I'm Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to The Truth on TMJO National Bank. Talking text line is 855-616-1620. Mike from Sheboygan, you are on The Truth on TMJ. Good evening. How are um, you? I have a... Fantastic. I have a um, background in law enforcement, and I grew up in, in firearms and with hunters, so I'm not one of the leading hard liberals, but I do have an interesting take on the Second Amendment. Okay. Um, the former the former Supreme Court Justice Anton Scalia uh, used to have call, he'd call it the originalists. Um, basically, when the document was written in the 1700s, what was intended? So I look at that and I say, the Second Amendment as the, 19, or the 1700s was written by people who were uh, talking about owning a musket and a Bowie knife, not an AK-47. Okay. So you can interpret the Second Amendment and say, well, the Second Amendment is, is a firearm, but it's not an AK-47, which is a military assault rifle. So I have never um, communicated that to anybody. But in my opinion, yeah, I support the Second Amendment. Everybody should should have the right to own a, own a, uh, a musket and a Bowie knife but not in AK-47. Does that transfer to a semi-automatic pistol? It's, it transfers to anything that was, that was uh, used when the, when the uh, Second Amendment was written, whatever the guns, whatever the firearms were, and everything but that. But based transfers. on your, and I'm, I'm just kind of extrapolating, based, based on your... Um, understanding and interpretation then we shouldn't be driving cars because as technology went forward and we moved away from the horse and buggy well, there's, right yeah but there's no there's no constitutional you know there's no constitutional law against riding a car it's but it's a, a, but it's a privilege I mean, that's not a, that's not it can a, be taken away well yeah but this is you know this is I mean, there's there's hundreds of other uh, examples of things that we have. Sure. I mean, computers. What is a computer? But my my view, uh, you know, the, the, the Scalia would always come back to what was the original founding fathers' um, intent, and that intent was to own a firearm, and that was defined as a musket, not an AK-47, not a military, not a bazooka. I mean, but the, but here's where I can uh, argue with you. It's not defined in the Constitution. Therefore, the definition changes as we evolve. Well, I'm trying to find an argument against firearms that basically can mass, you know, weapons of mass destruction. You, you can't own a nuclear, a nuclear bomb. Um, I mean, it's just a matter of, of, of uh, the time, you know, when that was written in the 1700s. 
there was no thing as as a weapon of mass destruction. It was a it was a the Second Amendment has nothing to do with weapons of mass destruction. If it says firearm, right, to keep and bear arms, there's no definition tied to it. So as society evolves, the definitions and everything evolves. For instance, there's no right to privacy, but the Supreme Court has said, based on information and case law, we have a right to certain privacies based on the Fourth Amendment. So it wasn't there originally, but now we have it. Because no one could have seen the advent of computers where people would give away their information. Well, people aren't dying at the hands of computer owners. You know, it's, it's, the, it's the caliber of the, uh, the firearm that was, that was referred to. And, you know, Anthony Scalia was one of those people you'd say, well, that was, you know, the original intent was that. So my point is... Uh, we don't have the right to an assault weapon. We do have a right for a, uh, a musket, and everybody deserves the right to have their have their firearm and uh, protect themselves. So that's my comment. All right. Thank you much. Appreciate it. I completely disagree only because there's no definition for musket in the Constitution. There's no definition for bowie knife in the Constitution. Those happen to be the tools that were available then. Different tools are available now. Do you lose the right? Do you limit? I can see limiting it. I I have no problem. I I agree with that point that he made. But when we talk about originalism as a theory of interpretation of of a legal text, if we believe that, that means that you don't believe that the Constitution is a living and breathing document. Technically, I don't. But at some point, you would set back everything. And, And by the way, We now use computers to take people's life savings, steal identities, destroy their lives, sell homes that aren't ours, and cause other types of destruction other than mass destruction. So I guess technically, if I take all your money and you don't have anything and you're homeless and you die, I guess I probably could. And I know I'm going overboard, but I guess you could use a computer to kill somebody. Welcome back to The Truth on WTMJ. So on a side note, by the way, you're listening to The Truth on TMJ, Dr. Ken Harris, 855-616-1620. On a side note, the 2023 U.S. All-Around Champion, her eighth title most of all times is Simone Biles. Like, if you see Simone on a, on a like, who's, who's competing with me? Simone Biles. You should probably just check out and go home. I'm just saying. And the fact that she'll be hanging out in Green Bay every other weekend, you know? So... I'm I'm just I guess she has to live in Green Bay now, you know. I, I I'm like do you she's considered old and she just beat the snot out of everybody there. Like most people had negative numbers and she had like 118 points. I'm like, "Come on." Anyway. Anyway. Before the break, we were we were talking about um um the right to bear arms. Some people agree. Some people disagree. But guy from Manitowoc, you're on the truth on TMJ. What's on your mind? Uh, someone called in before saying that the Constitution was written with the technology of the day being the musket, which takes you know, a couple of minutes to load and fire. But what he didn't mention was the technology that we are now protecting ourselves, our persons, our homes, our properties, our families 
we are no longer protecting ourselves against muskets. So the technology for our self-protection has to evolve at the same rate, in which case we have to be uh, using, owning, being able to know how to use weapons that are capable of defending ourselves against more than a musket. Well, so, uh, you, you make a very good point there, Guy. So I, I guess that's all I have to say, really, is uh, as one side's technology evolves, the other side's does uh, has the same need and uh, needs the same capability. Uh, look at our police force. Uh, you know, it used to be they were uh, defending themselves against uh, uh, gangsters carrying six-shot revolvers. You know, now they're carrying Uzis that can shoot off 30 rounds in a matter of seconds. So yeah. the police officers' equipment has to evolve as well. That is true. So that's all I had to say. Thank you for the time. All right. Thank you much, Guy. A five five six one six one six twenty. Um two six two nine zero three says at the time of the drafting of the constitution, again agreeing with Guy, a musket was the weapon of war. It was a, it was the military grade firearm. That's a good point. But then four one four four one six says, I disagree with you. We should not be allowed to have mass killing assault weapons. Um I don't know if a semi automatic is an assault weapon, but Look at the civilized countries. They don't allow all these guns. Well, they don't allow the guns because their law says, number one, you don't have a right to bear a firearm. And number two, if you do, you go to jail for 10 years. We have those laws. We just don't enforce them. If we enforce those laws, number one, our prison system would be overcrowded. But we wouldn't have any criminals on the street either. So I'm in agreement with you. Um, you don't need an AR-15 to defend your house. You can't say that. You can't say that. Number one, an AR-15 fires when you pull the trigger. It's a semi-automatic weapon. Like, I don't know what people think that because you have a big gun versus a small gun. Right? Unless you change something on either of those, you still got to pull the trigger each time because it's a semi-automatic. So whether it's single action or double action, you know, it's, it's, it's a semi-auto, so it's not going to just jump up and shoot somebody, but I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. 855-616-1620. In the 8 o'clock hour, I guess we're going to get to talk about the book because everybody wanted to talk about guns. But if you still want to talk about guns, give us a call on the old National Bank talking text line. What's the number? 855-616-1620. And we'll kick around whether or not the Constitution is, are you an originalist or is it living and breathing? I'm Dr. Ken Harris. We'll see you on the other side. 